This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday, welcome back to another episode. You guys already know the drill, but we're gonna thank our favorite sponsor in the entire world, Athletic Greens, for partnering with me on this episode. I'm gonna make it short and sweet today because we already all know how much I love Athletic Greens, but the other night before Dean and I went out and we were drinking with some friends, I was feeling super bloated, and I decided to take just like a half scoop of my AG1, and immediately I felt so much better. My stomach wasn't in constant pain anymore. I felt like I could have fun with my friends. I could have a drink or two, and I just overall felt way better in my body. For anyone who's interested in trying AG1, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Brianne. It'll be linked down in the description. But once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Brianne to get yourself some AG1. Okay, but hi, let's get this episode rolling. I'm sitting here with my coffee. We had my workout. I drank my water. We dry brushed. We did all the healthy girl things. And now I am ready to sit down and record this episode. Okay, so some life update type of stuff, but Sunday, this Sunday that's coming up is Super Bowl Sunday. If you know Dean and I, more so Dean, Dean is a massive, massive football fan, so this is a really big deal in our household. And so I'm taking on the role of host, and I'm like, what items do I need to make in order to make this a full Super Bowl party? So let me just kind of like spitball out some of my ideas and you guys can let me know what <laughs> what you think is good and what you don't. So first of all, I got us a charcuterie board that is full of candy. Like it's like a candy type of charcuterie board. I'm actually not fully sure what's on it. I'm actually not fully sure if I'm even able to eat it. So we will see once that arrives. But then we're also thinking some hot wings. We're thinking some pigs in a blanket. Dean wanted to order pizza. I'm thinking some sort of like buffalo chicken dip, you know, like kind of like the classic. Then I was thinking I need something very football related. So I was like, can I take pretzels and build a football out of pretzels. Like, how can I make something? So I have to go on Pinterest later and I have to look everything up because I'm like, could I just like kind of not glue, but I guess use like icing or something and like make a full football. I'm not really sure it's in the works. It's a process. So I will be going on Pinterest later and I will be finding every single thing about the Super Bowl and about the food. 
Because as a girl who doesn't fully understand the sport, the food is the most important part. The food is the part that's getting me to this party. So I need to make sure that it's like really good and everyone loves it. Also, I said to Dean, what's the drink requirement? Am I allowed to sit there with a glass of wine? Or is that taboo? Is that taboo for football? Like, is that bad for me to sit there with my little glass of wine, sipping it as we watch grown men fight each other and like tackle for a ball? So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) for this event. So if anyone has any drink ideas, food ideas, outfit ideas, let me know because it's my first time hosting and I want it to be really fun. Is it a small party of Dean and I and two friends? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean I'm not still going to show up and show out, you know, like I'm going to really, really get into this mindset so that when I'm a mom and I have parties at my house all the time, my kids parties are going to be better than everyone else's kids parties. You know what I'm saying? So this is my like trial, trial run for when I have kids in the future. Okay, so post Super Bowl, we have Valentine's Day. And I know that everyone has kind of mixed feelings about Valentine's Day. Personally, I'm not a big like, let's go full out for Valentine's Day. Dean always says to me, which is really sweet, but kind of corny, but he always says, that every day should be like Valentine's Day. Like it shouldn't be one day a year that he has to like buy me flowers or do nice things. It's like every day we should be doing that for each other, which I agree. But I was thinking if you do want to buy your significant other a gift or better yet, if you want to buy yourself a gift, because that's more important. Everyone's been asking me about sneaker recommendations lately because we know that Dean's like the sneaker god and like loves, loves his sneakers. So I just got approved for, I think it's called, this is really bad of me. I think it's called Link to Know or like to know. It's like the LTK. I don't actually know what it stands for, but I got approved for that. So I was thinking, what if I made a whole section on Dean's sneaker recommendations? We can do one for girls and then one for boys. So if you want to buy yourself something, or if you want to buy your boyfriend or your brother or your dad or anyone else a pair of sneakers, These are Dean's recommendations. Also, it's kind of fun for him because he's been a little bored lately. So I was like, just sit down and find your favorite sneakers and make a list of them. And he's having a great time. So it's a win-win for everyone. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, another life update, but last week I went to my first ever sound bath, and I don't know if anyone else has ever been to one of them. It's one of the like sound healing type of sessions, but basically one of my friends bought a ticket to go and then she wasn't able to go anymore. So she gave me the ticket instead. And it was really nice. It was really nice. I mean, when I first thought about it, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like this is kind of a weird thing that I'm in a room with people. You're all like doing your breath work and like breathing in and then breathing out and doing different variations of things and switching it up. And then there's someone with like a bowl and they're like making noises and like rattling things like it was a weird concept to me. But once you are there and you like fully immerse yourself in it, it almost felt like euphoric. Like I was like, I don't know what's going on. I went into it and I said, I need to fully be reborn. I was like, Sir Alex, who's teaching it, rebirth me because I need to be a different person because I've been so stressed and anxious lately. And honestly, I think it kind of worked. But basically, you lay on a yoga mat. It was in our hot yoga room at my gym. And he sat there and he did his music and he did used all his instruments. He would walk around the room and do different things. We would do different breath work. At one point, I felt so zen, I thought I was going to fall asleep. Like, I think I did because I kind of blacked out for a hot minute. The girl beside me also was crying. So obviously, it was working really well for her. But one of the things that this man said that really, really resonated with me is he said that whatever is grounded grows, whatever grows gives, and whatever gives surrenders. And I was thinking about that and I was kind of thinking about 
kind of this whole you have to surrender to the universe you have to trust that everything's working for you and not against you and that really stuck with me because to me the grounded part is the part of gratitude and being thankful and appreciative and that's going to cause you to grow as a person and while you're growing as a person you're surrendering to the fact that like attracts like and you're bringing in this positive energy and you're bringing in this new higher vibrational state and that sounded so trippy of me but it really really resonated with me and I kept saying it over and over and over to myself like be thankful for this moment yeah it's kind of weird compared to what I normally would do but be thankful for this moment, have it grow me as a human being, and then trust in the fact that everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to. And as I'm becoming this new, enlightened, better version of myself, things are going to come to me and things are going to be attracted to me in that new state. And I just love it when I go to a workout class or a breathwork class or even school, like a school class, and someone says something that really hits me and really resonates with me. Like, I just love when that happens because also I get to share it with you guys and I love doing that, but it just makes me feel heard in a way. Like, it just makes me feel like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be right now because if I wasn't here at this moment, this wouldn't have hit me as hard as it did. And so it was really cool. It was really fun. If you ever have the opportunity to go to a sound bath breathwork type of class, go try it because honestly, it really calmed me. I came home. I said to Dean, I was like, I feel so like calm and zen, which was wild because literally like an hour before I was having a panic attack. So it was really fun and I highly recommend everyone goes and tries it at least once. Okay, the last thing I have to share before we actually fully get into this episode is the fact that I thought Bad Bunny was Bad Baby. Now, if you're in the podcast group chat, you know all of this. You know all of the, you know everything that I'm about to say. But everyone's been talking about this Bad Bunny. Everyone's been talking about this person, Bad Bunny. And the entire time, I thought that that was Bad Baby, like the girl that went on Dr. Phil. And I kept saying to myself, oh my God, look how well she's doing. Like everyone is talking about her and her music and how amazing she is. Like look at this girl and how 180 she really did. Like how much of a flip and a lifestyle change she really made. Little did I know, um, they are two different people and this is wild to me. Like I am so out on pop culture. Like I apparently don't know anything. Dean will tell me stuff about whoever, like whatever celebrity. And I'm like, I had no idea that that happened. Like I didn't know that Megan the Stallion got shot. I had no idea. And I met her. I literally met her and I was talking to her and blah, blah, blah. And I gave her HC. I had no idea that this happened. And then it got brought back up like after the conference, after the Forbes conference, because of everything that was going on with her. And I said to Dean, I was like, I had no idea that this was a thing. And he was like, it literally was a massive thing. So I don't know how you didn't know. But so anyways, that's my new, <laughs> my new 
education of the week is the fact that Bad Bunny and Bad Baby, two different people, very, very different, not even in the same realm of life. Um, And I have been educated on it. And I now I know that they are different people. But that was wild to me because I had no clue for a really long time. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay, so let's get into this week's episode. If you're looking at the title, which honestly I think it's kind of fun, I kind of like the title. But we are going to be talking about dealing with confrontation because dealing with confrontation can be super scary. You can feel like you're being a bitch or you can get extreme anxiety, but I'm going to help you deal with those feelings. I feel like confrontation has a really bad connotation to it. Like I honestly think that when people think of confrontation, they think of super aggressive and like a really intimidating type of environment when honestly that's not how I see it at all like yes it's scary but I view it as a way of kind of taking your power back if someone did something to upset you or make you feel less than etc etc then this is a way for you to take back what was taken from you and when I say take back something that was taken from you I don't mean take something from the other person. I just mean take that power back. Like don't let other people have the power to make you feel a certain way. And whatever you don't release is going to live within you. So like, let me say that one more time. Whatever you don't release lives within you. So why would you ever want someone else's actions to live inside of yourself? And that's something that I had to learn when it came to confrontation is protect my own peace. I don't want other people's actions to make me feel shitty or to make me feel like I suck or I'm worthless. And having a talk with them and having this quote unquote confrontation with them is a way for me to release those feelings and a way for me to release whatever actions have happened to me. A main thing is that confrontation doesn't have to be like this big thing where you march up to someone and you hardcore get in their face and you confront them and it's like super aggressive. I honestly think that confrontation can just be like a sit down, calm type of chat with someone where you basically explain how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. A lot of the time, people are too in their own bubble, I guess, to kind of even know when they've done something to hurt someone else or something to hurt their feelings. So having this confrontation, or you can call it a chat, can kind of just be a time of enlightenment almost. Like it's a time that you can let someone know how their actions may have affected you 
and it's letting them know what they've done to make someone else feel that way when a lot of their time it might not even be their intention and they might not even have known that that was what they were doing. But I get it. Confronting someone is very scary. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot, a lot of strength. So we're going to kind of talk about what you should do in a confrontation sort of setting and how you can kind of prepare yourself for that confrontation that you ultimately need to have in order to like release whatever you're feeling. So the first thing I'm going to suggest is write everything down and write why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You can write examples of things that they've done to make you feel that way. You can write experiences that you've had that may make you feel that way. But writing everything down is a way to kind of help you organize your thoughts. And ultimately, it will remind you why you have this issue in the first place, like why you need to confront someone. Because sometimes we just try and suppress it and we try and just pretend like it didn't actually happen. And two, it also will help you to be less flustered in the situation because having a confrontation and having this conversation with someone can be very anxiety provoking. And so having everything written down that you want to say or having everything written down about how you're feeling will be a reference point that you can go back to while you're having this conversation so you don't just completely shut down and bottle everything up again. Okay, so also when you're needing to have a confrontation with someone, initiate the conversation about your issue. So don't wait for someone else to bring it up. If this is something that is important to you and something that makes you feel the way that you're feeling, you have to take control. You have to take control of the situation and you have to initiate the conversation about this. So you can ask them and say, hey, I really want to talk to you about this. Do you have a minute? And say they say no, then you say, okay, great, fine. When is best for you? When can we have this conversation? You can wait patiently, but ultimately you have to encourage this conversation to be had because a lot of the time other people aren't going to do it, especially if someone doesn't really fully realize that they hurt you and they don't fully realize that their actions have had this effect on you why would they ever bring up the conversation? Because they don't even know what's going on. So it's up to you to initiate this. It's up to you to make sure that this conversation does happen in order to ultimately release everything. This is one of the things that I'm really, really bad at is that I think that my tone or my distance or my mannerisms can tell people that I'm upset and they should ultimately know why I'm upset and they should know exactly what happened to make me upset and they should know everything that I'm feeling. Like I am the worst for this. You can ask Dean, but people can't read your mind. People don't know what's going on inside your head all the time. They don't know what you're feeling all the time. So if you have an issue, bring it up because you can't rely on someone else to do it. And also you want to control the situation because it's your feelings and it's your conversation to be had. Obviously a conversation works both ways. You have to listen and hear each other, but I'm saying at the initial start of it, if you're the one bringing it up, obviously there's a reason for it and you have to follow through with that. 
Okay, so the initial conversation is starting, and one of the things that you have to do when you're confronting someone or having this talk is try to keep your emotions at bay because yelling and screaming at someone does not usually make them receptive of what you're saying. They'll either get defensive or they'll close up and your point will never fully get across. So you want to try and remain calm. You want to take some deep breaths. You want to really try and articulate your feelings and your point without getting super worked up, which of course you're going to have emotions. Of course you're going to feel things. I'm saying that screaming and yelling at people normally does not help them to be receptive of what you're saying. And it normally doesn't help them to hear everything that you're trying to get across. I also feel like if you're a little bit less emotional in your delivery, it makes people realize how serious you are. Because I know that we can all attest to a time where we got really angry and we yelled and we screamed, which is natural. It's very natural to do it. But we can all think of a time that we've done that and then someone kind of just chalked it up to us being dramatic and they never really took our point and took our feelings into consideration. And that's one of the worst things ever. So by being calm and articulate with everything that you're going through and you're feeling, it'll let the other person kind of realize like, oh shit, they're being serious about this. Let me listen to what they're saying and let me be more understanding of what's going on. If you start to notice that during your convo, you're doubting your own feelings and you're feeling stupid for even bringing this up, Keep in mind that you're being manipulated. You should never feel like your feelings are invalid. And the other person or other people, however many people it is, should never make you feel like what you're saying doesn't have value and doesn't have weight to it. So in these moments, remind yourself, like literally say in your head, I'm being manipulated. They are trying to manipulate me and stand strong in what you're saying and by saying this kind of over and over and reminding yourself of that, you can almost take yourself out of the situation for a second and look at it from like a third person perspective. And you can see the situation unfold and be like, oh shit, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to gaslight me or they're trying to manipulate me. And I'm not going to let that happen. It's just being hyper aware of how the other person is making you feel in this conversation and in this quote unquote confrontation, because that ultimately will tell you one, if they're a really shitty person, but two, how they're trying to flip the situation or how they're trying to understand the situation or what their perception of the situation truly, truly is. Typically in confrontations, people will get disrespectful because it plays on your emotions. And when your emotions come into play and you get super sad or super anxious or super angry, it's a lot easier for someone to try and take advantage of the situation. It's a lot easier for someone to try and manipulate you and manipulate your perspective and gaslight the shit out of you. 
I saw this thing called the labeling technique, and apparently it was like popularized by Chris Voss, who was an FBI negotiator, but basically he says that when someone is coming at you and they're like, fuck you, you suck, you're a dumb bitch, blah, 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 you take a quick second and you label the emotions. So you say, it seems like you're feeling a bit anxious right now, and for that split second, that you say that, it forces the other person to reflect on their own emotions. The other person for a quick second kind of thinks like, oh shit, am I anxious right now? Like, why am I anxious? And that's going to cause a brief pause in the escalation. It also shows the other side that you're trying to understand where they're coming from. And they may even correct what you say. So say you say, oh, I can tell that you're getting a little bit anxious right now. They might say, no, I'm not anxious. I'm just upset. And then from there, you know exactly what the other person's emotions are and you know how to go about it. And then you can say, well, why are you upset? What happened? Why is this going on? And it just shows the other side that you're trying to understand a little bit more because In a confrontation, a lot of the time, the issue is that both parties get very defensive. No one likes to be confronted. No one likes to be told that maybe their behavior wasn't good or things that they did hurt someone else. Like no one enjoys that. And if you do, like you're a psycho. So the biggest thing is showing a sense of understanding and showing that you understand where the other person is coming from, and what you can do to resolve it. Of course, you're probably going to have confrontation with people who just ultimately suck. You're going to have confrontations with people who they never think that they do anything wrong. They can't see your point of view. They get defensive. They lash out. They call you names. At that point, if you honestly feel like there's nothing more you can do to try and resolve the situation, bow out. Take a step back and you can ultimately decide, one, if this person's even someone that you want in your life, or if you need to have a moment to kind of cool down and to de-escalate before coming back and revisiting this. But so when you're having the conversation... And a lot of the time when someone is getting defensive in a conversation like this and in a confrontation, they try to deflect and they try and deflect on different things. That's why a lot of the time when someone's talking about something and they're like, well, in 2017, you did this and this and this. It doesn't, it doesn't pertain to the conversation right now. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the topic at hand. And so you have to make sure that you're redirecting the convo back to your topic when it starts to drift. So you can say things like, okay, well, we can revisit that at a later time, but let's get back to the reason why we're having this conversation. I feel blah, 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 and go about it. Or you can literally say, okay, stop. Let's talk about the reason why we're even having this conversation. But it's really important that you're super mindful about the fact that the conversation will probably try and drift and you have to bring it back onto 
the topic. You have to bring it back onto the subject because whoever you're confronting probably doesn't want to have this conversation unless they're extremely hurt by something too and they need to get it off their chest. But a lot of the time, confrontation is very awkward. It's a very awkward situation. And when this happens, you deflect and you talk about different things and you bring up other people's past and you talk about different things that other people have done and all this stuff. And you just want to make sure that when you're having this conversation, you're talking about the issues that you have because that's the reason that this conversation was happening in the first place. And so deal with one thing first and then you can move to a different topic if that's needed. Once it's all said and done, reflect it back to yourself and kind of think about, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I do better next time? What do I need to work on? And that doesn't necessarily even have to do with the other person or the people involved. Like I'm not saying next time your friend criticizes the shit out of you, you just let it happen. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying maybe next time you don't wait three weeks to bring it up. Maybe next time you try and write out all your thoughts ahead of time so you don't get flustered and you can stand your ground better. Stuff like that because with every confrontation that you go through, with every time that you're standing up for yourself and for your feelings, because that's really what this confrontation, quote unquote confrontation is. It's you standing up for yourself. And the more that you do it and the more that you stand your ground, you're going to start to build that confidence in yourself and you are going to start to become a different person. A lot of the time, a better person, but it's so important that you also turn it back onto yourself and reflect on it. Reflect on it, realize what you've done, realize what you can do better, realize what needs to change for next time, realize what your boundaries are, what you will and will not stand for, and ultimately it'll end up way better in the end. As I said before, I think a lot of people think that confrontation is a really bad thing. People think that especially... I mean, especially for us girls, we think that if we are confronting people and kind of telling our feelings and we're hurt or upset by something, like we're a bitch. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel that all the time. But you're not. You're really just standing up for what you believe in, what you will tolerate, what your boundaries are. And that is so extremely important. And I think a lot of the time we get criticized for doing that. And it almost gives us anxiety to do it again. And it gives us this fear that we shouldn't be doing this. But we should. We shouldn't be taking anyone's shit. And whatever feelings you have, they're valid. And whatever you are going through, it's of value. Like it's something that you are able to sit with someone and talk through. And if the other person isn't receptive of that, and if the other person is constantly deflecting, saying mean things to you, telling you that your feelings aren't real or that you're dramatic, then maybe we need to take a step back and we need to think, is this person even someone that we want in our life? Like, is this truly someone that is providing some joy and happiness and positivity into our world? Because if not, then we don't need it. 
And I know confronting someone's super scary and confronting someone, sometimes we get scared that we're going to lose them if we tell someone about our feelings. And I get that because I've been there. I've been in a relationship where I was scared to tell them my feelings because I was scared that they were going to leave and because they would get mad at me for the way that I was feeling all the time and tell me that I wasn't worth my emotions almost. Like every time I'd be upset by something, they would think that that was crazy and that I was like, like a psycho for feeling that way. And then it brought down my own confidence and it made me almost second guess my own emotions. And I was like, oh fuck, am I being dramatic? Or I would be really sad and then I wouldn't tell them and then I would live within me. And then every single thing I would do, I would have this constant sense of anxiety because I never shared the way that I was feeling and because I just bottled it up. And so I get it. I get how scary it is, but that's something that you have to really think about and something that you have to really consider when you're going through these confrontations on if the other person should even be in your life. Because normally in a healthy, happy relationship, like, yeah, you can still yell at each other and get defensive. And sometimes you might say a mean thing and that's normal. Your emotions come into play sometimes and that's a normal thing. But at the end of the day, you should be able to sit down and you should be able to understand each other's side. You should be under, able to understand each other's feelings and you should be able to work through it together to move forward. And if that's not what you're getting out of your confrontation with someone, then that's not a person that should even be worth your confrontation. But I hope that you guys loved today's episode. I hope that some of the stuff that I'm talking about, it resonates with you. It kind of gives you a little bit more insight on how to approach your next sort of combo or confrontation with someone. And it's a topic that I've been asked about a lot lately, actually. And I felt like this was the best place to share it. This is the best place for me to speak on it. But as always, if you love today's episode and if you love all the other episodes, please be sure to rate the podcast, share it on your stories, give it five stars, review it, join the group chat, go check out the new link to know, like to know, whatever that one is with all of Dean's sneaker recs. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.